in the pocket like Wallace. I got the bounce like hydraulics. I can't call it. I got the swirl like alcoholics. My freshman year, I was going through hella problems. Still, I bit up the nerve to drop my ass up out of college. My teacher said I was a loser. I told her, why don't you kill me? I give a fuck if you feel me. I'm gonna follow my heart. And if you follow the charts or the plaques or the stacks, you ain't gotta guess who's back. You see, I'm so shy that you thought I was bashful. But this bastard's flow will bash your skull. And I will cut your girl like past the troll. And I don't usually smoke but past the drone. And I won't give you that money that you asking for. Why you think me and Dane cool? We assholes. That's why we hear your music getting fast forward. Cause we don't wanna hear that weak shit no more. Throw your motherfucking hand. All the girls pass the weed to your motherfucking man. Get them Get him high. Welcome back. It's often said that religion is the opium of the masses. It's actually one of my favorite quotes, so much so that you may hear me say it again in another podcast. I feel like this term applies to the subject of today's podcast, the ever-controversial Mr. Kanye West, or as he likes to be called, gay, or the apropos, Yeezus. Just like religion, Kanye has his fanatics, his believers, his attractors, and of course his haters otherwise known as non-believers. As in religion, there are beautiful parts that deserve praise, and then there are the ugly parts that deserve intense scrutiny. And as of late, the Church of Kanye has given us a lot to scrutinize. But before we get into that, I want to talk about a person who was once very connected to uh, Mr. West, Mr. West, Mr. West. His name is the late, great Virgil Abloh, a cultural changer that passed away in November of 2021. Now, to the world, he was a creator of the fashion brand Off-White. But to the culture, he was a tastemaker of all things fly. But he always started off that way. Some may recall that he started off as an architect. But he soon realized that his destiny was not in building physical structures, but in being an architect of style and influence. I always thought that this was what always drew Kanye and Virgil together. It wasn't just that they both interned at Fendi in 2009, is that they both saw themselves as more than what the world initially pegged them as. Virgil, the architect, Kanye, the producer. But they both busted out of that convention that pre-imprinted on them and charted their own respective course. Ironically enough, both are gifted or cursed with the charge that they created the hype beats of culture that permeated the very essence of hip-hop culture. They both have been attributed with propagating in anti-blackness and capitalistic exploitation. But pivoting strictly back to Kanye... It's hard to express what exactly he means to the culture. For me, it's complicated. I once had a good friend recently ask me, why are you still checking for Kanye West? After everything he's done, don't you remember that statement? Slavery is a choice. My answer is always, Kanye represents the middle. The overlooked. The kid who wasn't hood, but hood adjacent. Wasn't always cool, but cool adjacent. So you may see Kamara Williams on social media and he's like always cool and everything like that. But I will tell you, there was a time when people always ignored me, whether it was walking in the rooms or just my voice didn't carry. Maybe it's just my stature and somebody is as ignorant as like my skin tone. So for me, Kanye represented the caricature of a person you didn't always see, but you knew was around. He was also the first person to challenge the concept of success in the American landscape. College Dropout came out in 2004 was a signature not only so, was signature not only solely for his tracks but also he was the first person that I can recall 
that openly thumbed his nose at the concept that college was the only avenue of success. You got to remember, we are the generation that was fed the line that going to college was the perfect avenue of successful life. I think we're the last ones to believe in that line as well. By 2004, it was evident that the American financial landscape wasn't governed by college, but by the wheels of access and for some, the vehicle of privilege. For the rest of us, we could fall victim if not by being crushed under the freeway of the great American capitalist exchange. But if you were smart enough, you moved out the way and got your own car. So for us, Kanye, in a way, became a voice of a generation. But just like anything, nostalgia kills perspective. And Kanye is no different. So while I cannot divorce what he means to the culture and to my own personal history, I also cannot ignore his current shenanigans and what it, how we should interpret them and how he looks through the modern lens. It's okay to champion someone as a cultural imprint such as him, but we cannot fall for the drug of celebrity. Kanye in itself wants us to ignore his failings and only focus on the success story. But like all drugs, this can run the risk of leaving us without a proper sense and a viewpoint. To which celebrity actually drives, thrives upon, such as opium. In fact, the only thing that celebrity wants us to do, and the only objective, is to keep us high. Now, before we get into our podcast, I want to remind everybody, first of all, welcome back to Uncultured Bite Podcast. Of course, my name is Kamara Williams. If you're tuning in for the first time, thank you. If you are a uh, returning listener, thank you for continuing to support this podcast. Obviously, it asks you guys to continue to share it with your friends because sharing is caring. Give a shout out to our sponsors every week of uh, Compass, My Compass Tax Advisors. You can reach them at 850-273-7193 or MyCompassTax.com. Of course, if you're looking in the market for real estate, contact Keystone Global Real Estate at 850-407-680-8510 or KeystoneGlobalRealEstate.com. And of course, shout out to my own firm, Smith & Williams Trial Group. You can reach us at 888-SWTGLaw or SWTGLaw.com. And of course, you can reach me at Williams at SWTGLaw.com. Now, welcome back to the podcast. And I actually want to introduce first-time guests, but I've known these guests uh, for quite some time, especially the person I'm going to introduce secondly. But I want to first introduce my friend, Jay Yoko. Yo, yo. What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Yo, no, most deaf. You know, first of all, if you guys don't follow her on social media, uh, she's actually in, uh, she's president of Jay Yoko Entertainment, and she actually functions as a manager and business consultant for a lot of local artists. Yes. And she does tour managing and just, all around this boss. Any and everything in the entertainment business, we touching it. Yeah, exactly. So I re- definitely wanted to have her on. And I always love her exchanges on social media. Plus, she's so knowledgeable in the music industry. So, And we actually connected um, a couple years ago with a, uh, the campaign. Yeah, we were doing a food drive. Yeah, food drive. That's right. And so for a candidate and, you know, ever since then, I've always you know, tried to stay connected with her. So I appreciate you for coming through and joining this pod. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. I've been trying to get on here for a while. <laughs> One of my favorites. <laughs> I appreciate that. And now I'm introducing uh, my friend who's actually uh, introduced me to Jay. Uh, my friend, Chanel. That's her actually rap name. Uh, <laughs> Shannon Ligon. Now, I've known Shannon. I just did the math, Shannon. Don't date us, Kamara. Jeez. But go ahead, go ahead. We look good. Black, don't crack. Yeah, 17 years. <laughs> Wow, okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Blood yeah. We're we, we such babies in our 20s. Now. I know. Listen, we, uh, here's the thing. Shan, uh, we went to uh, law school together, and 
one thing I'll say, but first of all, she is a lawyer and entrepreneur and a team pretty smart. Okay. And I mean, one thing I like about Shannon, and before I get into our history, Shan has a thing that she said a couple years ago, said, I would start a million businesses if it makes me a millionaire, right? Yes. So that is something, that's a key line for Shan because Shan always has something, something bubbling and is always thinking monetarily about business and everything like that. But I want to tell you a history about Shan. <laughs> Funny story, Shan is actually the person who, when we went to law school, Gosh, you know all the tea, Kamara. I'm so. Nervous. I'm not gonna tell all the tea. I'm, I'm like, actually gonna big you up. Okay, I'm, it's okay. actually gonna be shot at, a, a shot at me. Oh, okay, okay. So Shan always threw the best parties, <laughs> and so she always threw the best parties. Still, and still throws the best parties. And I remember one time we were hanging tough. And I said to myself, I was like, I I don't know what time we ended in, in the early morning, late night, and the next day was school. And Shannon popped right up and act like nothing happened. And I'm like struggling. I'm looking at Shannon like she's like, I'm confused. I'm like, what did it? I just seen you a couple hours ago and you literally act like nothing ever phased you. And I'm struggling. And I'm like, I can't hang with Shannon. No, no. Yeah. She's like, it's like unreal. It's like a superhuman. I, she would have me out partying late. And then the next morning she's up studying and act like nothing ever happened. Entertainment business, lawyer, right? yeah, <laughs> entertainment business taught me well, Kamara. <laughs> is, is that what it was? It was. I mean, late that's nights yeah, in the studio. yeah, late nights, early mornings. Um, that's really what it was. I kind of haze my interns like that too now, but you got to be able to work hard and play hard. That's that was that's actually her state, her um, her uh, motto: work hard and play hard. Yes. Because she will actually play hard and then literally work harder. The next day, yeah. yeah um, but that's one thing I always admired about you. Like you have this duality about yourself that it's like so fascinating. And um, you know, I'm always been a fan. So anyway, thank appreciate you for you. mutually. Wouldn't yeah. be here if it wasn't. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> it. So we're actually gonna talk about um Kanye on this pod and I know I had my opening, so I'm gonna start off with you, Jay, and you could actually tell me what your thoughts are on like just Kanye opening thoughts and just everything. I'm I'm probably biased in my head. I mean, Kanye can't do no wrong. Okay, he's, he's wilding right now. Okay, with the whole like Kim situation, like <laughs> when you got kids involved, he's wilding. But to me, like Kanye deserves everything he has right now, bro. Mm-hmm. He's he's pioneering this this industry. Right. I've always loved him from the beginning till now. You feel me? To watch him beat tapes of him and him like cutting up beats in the studio. That's what I I used to want to be a producer before I got on the business side. Yeah. So Kanye is almost like an idol to me type situation. You feel right. me? So I'm biased. Like Kanye can do no wrong to me. Okay. He just can't. I mean, same for a lot of the reasons in your intro, you said like Kanye is that part of us that I know I can do it. Nobody saw me. He's like, you know, he's the tiger inside all of us. And I'm completely biased mm-hmm. because Kanye was one of my first music deals I did and one of my first placements for my clients. Mm. So I'm uniquely biased by Kanye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, you know, as a creative person and an empath and, you know, mental health advocate, I see all the stuff around him. And then this past year, just my professional life and personal life, I see what he's going through. Like I see like he's very high functioning, he's creative, but I also think he's bipolar and narcissistic. So, you know, you see all of that played out on social media. So I am biased. I'm a fan Mm -hmm. of Kanye, but I also think, you know, (sighs) Kanye had the right handlers. If he had married the black girl, I mean, it's just so many (laughs) dynamics we can start with. I mean, okay, we can, we can roll into that in in a second. I just want to talk about culture, right. And like what he means to culture. Right. Um, because 
it's really hard to describe to people really like his cultural imprint. And I tried to explain it in my intro, but for me, like I said, like, and, and I just felt like he's one of, he's the person who was a cultural bridge for a lot of us. Sure. And, um, I looked at him as someone like, man, like, even though I had graduated college by then, like right. by the time, but it still was very. I mean, he, he is in himself a rebel just yes. because to think he left, you know, his mom was an educator. Right. And so right. I can just imagine the family dynamic he grew up in saying, go to school, go to school. That's how I grew up in. But I'm also highly creative. I want to rap. I want to do all this stuff. And because I didn't grow up in an environment that nurtured that, that's why I took the academic route. And now that's why it, you know, that music and creative stuff still comes out. So I can just, you know, that's why I give him kudos because I said, you know, for him to come from a family that probably was headstrong on education and say, no, I'm going to be a college dropout and I'm going to pursue music and do it and become successful. And it's like, he has the Midas touch on a lot of things for him to say, I want to have a shoe as popular as Nike. And he did it. Mm -hmm. But I also think there's this huge dynamic of you, of dealing with people that are sometimes manic, you know, they don't, operate in the same bound so on one side he's extremely creative but on the other side he's a loose cannon but that's also what makes him a genius like i have a gentleman in my life you know that i work with and i'm like you're like the kanye west of business like how this guy got away with 181 million dollars of tax fraud against the government has no idea i have no idea but he was you know he's kanye genius business crazy and that's what i tell people kanye reminds me of like the einstein creative culture breaker of our time so you know he's a rebel in a sense like you know i'm not gonna go to college but i'll make an album be successful i want to be nike but not be nike you know he's Mm -hmm. he's taking all these chances and risks that we aspire to be but he's really doing it and you know to the point of even risking his fans his following his you know his respect you know his reputation alienating himself i mean he's lost his family his whole livelihood i mean you've seen him going through the ways going to move out in the middle of the country Mm. going to find god i mean Mm. i feel like he's a creative genius and you know he's gone through a lot of trauma that may not have been healed and that's why i think you know, until you lose a parent, I don't think you can understand that loss in that void. So there's a lot of things that I think from the Kanye we first met to the yeah. Kanye we see now, he is that black boy in America that is unheard. That is like for all the things you said that's looked over mm-hmm. and nobody really talks about black trauma. You know, I see it in my own family. You know, my mm-hmm. brother's a doctor and a dentist. He was wrongfully arrested and beat up by the police, mm-hmm. you know, and nobody would take his case, you know, mm-hmm. so that mm. happens to so many of us, but you know, who knows like, you know, what Kanye went through to break into fashion. I remember him talking about it. Like it was so expensive for him to do it. And I tried to do it with a sunglass line. I was like, man, this is it's happening in a fashion market with sunglasses, like trying to start a fashion line. So I understand like the barriers he probably had to break down over time. And that's why he's genius. Mm-hmm. What about you, John? Same, man. Just look at what he's pioneered and what he's done. Mm-hmm. Like, Kanye was one of the first people who was wearing pink polos and made it cool. Mm-hmm. How? Because that's why I was buying pink polos. Right, you feel right. me? Like I didn't want to be, you know, the the street kid. Kanye mm-hmm. made me who I was. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like I was cool with wearing backpacks and, and putting polos on and knowing that it's cool to, you know, articulate your words and mm-hmm. to use different things. You know what I'm saying? Like it just made you want to be different. So mm-hmm. he changed the game, whether people want to give him his flowers or not. But I think that's why he's so strong-minded in everything he does because he's been telling people for the longest like yo i'm going to do this and everybody's like no you're not when you get to a point where it's like yo i told you so stop you know what i'm saying it's mm-hmm. almost on something like yo stop 
Stop faking on me, man. Stop right. playing on my top. You think right. I'm not going to do this? And right. now I did it, and then I'm going to talk everything about it behind it type thing. Mm-hmm. That's just where he's at. I do think there is a lot of trauma involved, but he's also made this known. You feel me? Like, he's not hiding his journey. And, and one thing about having, you know, mental illnesses, it's not easy being transparent about it. You feel me? Especially, I'm, I'm a person who is transparent about stuff that I go through as well. So, so yeah. to see somebody in the limelight, you feel me, and trying to go through their mental battle and let the world in on it at the same time. So hopefully it's helping them. Like, that's a lot to have on your plate. Yeah. And he's still doing it. You know, I was I was thinking, um, I was thinking a lot about, well, you said a lot. Both of you guys said a lot. I, I, I was thinking about. We can, about, we can unpack it. Come on. Yeah, we got some time. Yeah, I want to unpack some things. All right, let's talk about, like, confidence, right? Um, in fact, hold on, let me see. I got it clip here this is a good this would be a good one to transition to so go listen to all my music it's the codes of self-esteem it's the codes of who you are if you're a kanye west fan you're not a fan of me you're a fan of yourself you will believe in yourself i'm just the espresso i'm just a shot in the morning to get Mm. you going to make you believe that you can overcome that situation that you're dealing with all the time what y'all, th- what y'all take from that? That's my real life. Right. Yeah. And like to the point, the song that I got my music placement on, I made that the theme to my life. And I feel like that's why I'm successful to this day. What song is that? So the song was on the graduation. I represented this uh, black old school producer from Muscle Shoals, Alabama, uh, Prince Philip Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of songs got sampled by him from 50 Cent to Little Kim to Kanye West. But this one song in particular, he sampled. It went on the graduation, track 10. Mm-hmm. Everything I'm not is everything mm-hmm. I, I am. am. Yep. And that became like my personal mantra, which I remember posting about it 10, 15 years ago. I was like, man, I got a Kanye West placement. And nobody mm-hmm. knew who Kanye West was. I had mm-hmm. to uh, convince Willie Gary who he was. But then when I went back and I listened to the lyrics now, like everything I'm not is everything I am. You know, as a black male attorney, like we walk in a courtroom, like it's white men. So me as a black female, like I'm, that's why I'm successful. I'm everything you're not, which I think that's what Kanye learned to become. I'm everything the music industry isn't. I'm a nerd. I'm a genius. I can make music. I can speak well, but I'm also, you know, not a college, you know, degree holder, you know, not this, not this, not this, but I'm everything else. So, you know, a lot of his music, you know, I think up to a point was highly motivational, inspirational. And then, you know, trauma hit and we saw this other dark side of him come out, too. But even then, that was, you know, creative genius in itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we see Kanye go through these creative emotions and, you know, for sure he's an inspiration. That's what, you know, the culture is about. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm sorry, if you want to add, jump in. So. I was thinking that just to that point when he made everything I'm not like, and three years ago, cause I graduation came out in 2007 or 2008. I think 2008. Cause I feel like yeah. last year was the 15th anniversary. If I don't recall correctly. Right. So 2008. And so, <coughs> and, um, the college dropout came in 2004. Mm-hmm. The thing was fascinating about the, uh, the college dropout was that at the time, you got to understand, like, I think 50 Cent came out the year before mm-hmm. in 2003 and Get Rich or Die Trying. And it was, mm-hmm. it was, you know, the industry was still immersed in this, like, we got to get the gangster rapper. Gangster rapper. Yeah. Trappers. Yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. You know? And so, like, in, in fact, 
they marketed Kanye as the anti Fifty Cent, mm-hmm. right? That was how that was how they made him appeal. Mm-hmm. But for most artists coming up in that time, they had to fit within a particular scope. Sure. And then you know, for people like myself, I was a fan of obviously I was a fan of like that particular genre of rap. But I was also I grew up in an era where I became a fan of the quote unquote the hip hop rap, like Rockus Records. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sound bombing, sound Talib, bombing uh, mixtape and Talib Kweli yeah. and all that. You know what I mean? So like. I became, I was a product of both those listening. And then, you know, obviously when you're, when you grow up with an eclectic um, hip hop lifestyle, it's one thing that I criticize now about music today. They're not giving enough eclectic ideals of mm. like hip hop. It's just one particular lane. Right, right, right. Um, you know, you, you develop a, a taste for things that don't resemble one another. Like you can listen to NWA and De La Soul. You know, and still yeah. be and be a fan of both, right? You know I what I mean? Do, I can be both. Yeah, I can be both, <laughs> right? And so, like Kanye, for was actually the first artist I felt like that was like actually a bridge, as he stated in his documentary right. in that first part of the documentary. I'm, I was a bridge. He was a bridge between Rockefeller Records and Rockets Records. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was a person. To, he didn't rap about drugs. He didn't rap about you know um, the accoutrements of a uh, gangster lifestyle. He rapped, he rapped about himself. He rapped about working at the Gap. Right. You know what I mean? He rapped about, like, you know what I mean? Like, struggling and not having enough money. Right. You know what I mean? Like, those stories exist. Those right. black stories really do exist. Sure. That doesn't have to be because I'm living in a trap house. Right. You know what I mean? But like, I could be poor and not living in a trap house. Right. right. And it, people forget he's from Chirac. <laughs> I was about to say Chirac. Yeah. But <laughs> he's still from Chicago. Yeah. So even though sometimes it wasn't in his household, he still grew up it's around the environment. Yeah. yeah the Adjacent. Environment. Yeah. yeah. And so he was the first person to really kind of be uh, as be himself right. on the record and still be appeal right. to uh, like to a particular he group. reminds me of me. Like, I'm not in the streets. I'm right. so comfortable on the sidewalk. Right. <laughs> but he gave people, like, that see the same life on the sidewalk credibility. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like Jay says, I did that so you don't have to go through that. That's being smart. Like, right. I'm not going to sell, like, drugs. I can go do this other route. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which is still a hustle because I think he gave us the, okay, I don't have to go to school, but I, even going through the school of hard knocks to get in music, it's still a hustle. It's still a grind. He mm-hmm. still had to pay his dues. There's things in life you can't escape. You know? he, he represented the sorry, just one more point. He represented the cousin because I have cousins who <laughs> my cousins got, were into foolishness, but I wasn't into foolishness. But right. I still knew that my cousins, right. you know, what I mean, were doing it. You know, what I mean, right. so I like I kind of be on the sideline because my parents wouldn't let me. They wouldn't right. let me do that. But I was like, you know, my cousins would be like, yeah, I was kind of, I was in. They were in the streets, right? You right. know, and so like he was that cousin, right? You know, what I mean, and I I identify with that entirely. You know, right. what were you gonna say? Kanye just made it cool to be a nerd type thing. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I grew up literally like Kanye was middle school, high school to me. So yeah. middle school, high school was rough type thing. You feel me? Right. So it was literally when you hear somebody that's like, yeah, I'm not a thug. I'm not in the streets, but I'm still mad at my manager because I'm at Gap and he playing me. Like I was right. working at a country club. So I'm like, I know what he's at. Right, <laughs> right, right. you playing me too. So it's like, right. I mean, but he made it cool to be different, right. which I feel like they need more of that mm-hmm. these days because everybody is following that same persona that same cookie cutter for me i gotta be from the trap or i gotta you know yeah. be rich and got a lot of money it's like what about the kids who you know broke and just love this because this is what keeps them going type thing like, right that's what kanye was like that that middle class if you would type thing the middle class for music almost type situation mm. and he he bridged everything and that's what we need right now like more of that you feel me like you talking about a guy who made jesus walks in what year you <laughs> right. feel me like rich right. his whole career to talk about 
You know what I'm saying? God. Yeah. And people are confused that he's a gospel artist now. Like, you weren't right. paying, paying attention. attention right. right. You weren't right. paying attention. Right. His, his third signal was Jesus walks. Or second signal. I think it was second. Yeah, second yeah. signal was Jesus walks. Yeah. Who makes that their second signal? Right. And made single. a hit out of it. And yeah. It, wasn't and a gospel it was album. in the club. Yeah. Right. It was, like, heavy rotation. You yeah. I mean, Jesus walks. Yeah. That's, wow. that's wild. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And so... You think about someone like that who who breached, you know, musical uh, um, like barriers, and for someone to be that to for that to happen to them, it's almost as like, well, what else can't I do? Right. You know what I mean? Like, tell me what I can't do because you told me this wouldn't be successful, mm-hmm. and then you know, so like I'm gonna challenge myself, and that can be both beautiful and and dangerous at the same time because sure. then it's like, all right, you know, you've taken off the restrictor plates. Off the, you know what I mean, off off my creation because right. you've already told me this wasn't work, this wouldn't work, right. and I've showed you why it can work, and I went with my gut, not your gut. Right. So right. now let me go with my gut over here, right. you know, and that's great when it works, right? But then it's not great when he's operating outside of himself, and we can get into that. Um, I do want to talk to you. you. Said something very interesting though, Shannon, about losing a parent. Right. Um, one of my favorite scenes in this, in that particular um documentary was with him and his mother mm-hmm. um i think it's probably the best three minutes in the entire yeah. doc right. and it like a 95 minute doc i think that was the, that was the emotional gravity in that doc was like damn like this is that was a tearjerker that was a tearjerker that was the one where it was just like you you were drawn in. Like everything else was cool to see. Right. You know, all the little different scenes. It humanizes him. It really humanized him. And um if you guys indulge me, I actually want to play that like for for those who didn't get a chance to um see it. But well, you know what? We'll just go because it's like three minutes. No, we'll, we'll play. I won't play it. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. The scene where he talks about his like it was his mother and his mother was actually just like rapping Alone. Word for word. Word for word. Word for word, yo. And it was the biggest fan. That was the biggest fan. And it, you know what, what really got me from that? Was like, man, like, she really was a fan of him. Mm-hmm. Like, really, like, real, real, like a fan. Like, imagine, like, when you you talked about your parents, like, right. not, like, they wanted you, because your father was is a, was a dentist, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just falling within the circumference of professional success. Right. And then you tell your father, like, I don't want to be do that. I want to be a hip hop artist. Right. You know, like that. Most parents, <laughs> I know my dad, I knew they did it to my right. brother. You know, most parents would be like, you're, you're tripping. Right. You know, but for a mother who is a college professor to be like, I'm a fan of you. Right. I'm such a fan of you that I'm going to. Like, I remember your bar. You don't even remember the bars. I remember your bars. She remember them more <laughs> than he, he did. did. That's wow. thing, that, was, that was so touching. And it wasn't like it was a song that was, like, out on the radio. No. She was like, you remember when we wrote this, like, five years ago? And yeah. then spit it. Spit, it, spit right. it right there. And I was like, Jesus. That was, right. that, was inc- that was an incredible scene. That was an incredible scene to watch. And so for him to, like, lose, mm-hmm. you know, the person that was his biggest cheerleader, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, and if, you know, if he didn't get the right counseling and the right healing, I see that's a lot of his personality we see coming out, mm-hmm. you know, from him losing that connection. Like his last business, the man's breaking into sports. He names it Dondra Sports. Right. You know, so that shows like he still has a huge attachment to his mom. And maybe this is part of his grieving and the lack of healing or whatever it is it needs to be caught at. But, you know, that's a mom son, you know, relationship. And for her to like 
and I can't remember where I heard about, you know, but she was like taking him to music lessons and she was very, you yeah. know, hands in hands on to him as, yeah. as a kid. So, you know, unfortunately she wasn't here to like see him success, but you know, I'm sure her parenting is what made him who he is. And then also, um, the things that harmed him the most, that's what Kanye's trying to make right in his own life. Cause I remember something this past week he spoke out about his dad. He was like, I'm doing everything to keep my family together. Cause my mom made the mistake of not allowing my dad to come back into our life. And mm. so, you know, a lot of things we see like, you know, he's being crazy or harassing or stalking him on social media. Like, no, this is a cry for, he's not trying to have the broken family. You know, he doesn't want to make the same mistakes his dad and his family did. And, you know, a lot of it, you know, I'm speaking, you know, as the black sheep of my family, like you take on a lot of generational curses mm -hmm. the same way you get a lot of generational blessings when you are that person trying to, you know, break those generational curses in your family. So, you know, I think we see a lot of that just coming out and because he's so transparent and um, <laughs> um, mental health is such, a, I think, a big issue affecting him. And then he has a public relationship with Kim Kardashian, like. You know, so you, we we don't know the level of manipulation he's probably going through, the lack of healing, lack of, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, I think we should applaud him and support him, you know, mm. the same time. It's <laughs> 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 a 50 50. Yeah, it's a 50 50. You know, Kanye's in a gray area, but, you know, as much as we want to coddle him and keep him in the guardrails, you know, I applaud him for being so vocal, for trying to, you know, figure out life by himself, you mm -hmm. know? So, okay. I said a lot, but <laughs> here's here's my thing about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, first of all, this is I don't want to move away from his mother because his right. mother. This is a very his mother was his emotional anchor. Right. The line she made, which I loved, was a giant looks in the mirror and doesn't see a giant. Doesn't see a giant. That was a beautiful line. I've never heard that before. Mm. And you know, I thought that was just incredible because what she was telling him is that you know the, to the world you may seem larger than life, but you're really operating. Like a giant wouldn't wouldn't look at himself as large in life. A giant just sees who he is, who he is, and you should not you should not shrink yourself for the world because they think you're too big. Right. Man, he was asking. He like, you think I come off arrogant? You yeah. Think I, like you think right. I'm doing too much? He like, no, no, I don't. I don't right. think you're yeah. who you're supposed to be. You're who right. you're supposed to be, yeah. and there's beauty in that. So imagine losing someone with that who's an emotional anchor to you. Right. And what I didn't realize this until afterwards. He lost his mother four years after he, you know, he broke out. Mm -hmm. that, so that four years is a small window. Right. And so she saw his fame, but she didn't see what his final metamorphosis right. is. But she saw his, um, where he was going, he was going and his fame. And I always think to myself, you know, it's hard meeting people in your, in your life after you've become, like, well-known. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because they only know you as a fan. Right. You know, they only know you through your success, through your, your success. They don't know you through like, you know, Kanye or Kamara or Shannon, you know, mm -hmm. Jay, you know, what I mean, like, so case in point, I was thinking about um, Janet Jackson's doc that came out several weeks ago mm -hmm. and her second husband mm -hmm. and how he he was such a fan of hers. But mm -hmm. it also became toxic mm -hmm. because like he also he only saw her through the lens of. Janet Jackson, right. the superstar, the, artist, the right. artist, and not like, and sure, he saw personal moments of her, right? right. But that's how he came into her life. Right. You know what I mean? And like, so when people are introduced to you mm. after you've crossed a th certain threshold, it's hard. 
for them to release that imagery of them. And when you do, when they start peeling away, right. that part of themselves starts peeling. It, it's not as appealable. It doesn't look yeah. that <laughs> great, you know. And that's a very that's a scary thing. So imagine everybody that comes into his life post the college dropout. Right. You know what I mean? Now. They see him as a superstar and really probably not like this broken African-American little boy. That's yeah. a person. Right. You know, the same as Janet Jackson. Like, she's Janet Jackson, but at the end of the day, she's a black female, now single mother. Like, right. She's still Rudy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know? you know, and I think that's the humanizing part, you know, of it. And when you really find a, your soulmate or whoever, is that you want them to be able to appreciate the, the little um, unhealed little boy or little girl or, mm-hmm. you know, person inside of you the person that often is neglected mm-hmm. so you know i'm sure that's difficult for kanye to have dated you know and that's why I was, you know half of me i was like kanye just needs a strong black woman because that's what he lost you know and mm-hmm. and you know i feel like you can't heal in the same environments that made you sick because i also feel like when kanye lost his mom we don't know where he really was financially either cuz mm-hmm. kanye did say he got his first rockefeller check and brought rockefeller chain mm-hmm. and i also know when he met Car- kim kardashian he was broke almost to the tune of i think he was in debt, like debt. a couple million yeah right. like i think he said like 30 million he was in debt yeah, yeah. so yeah. um there's a lot that comes in managing this creative genius that you know, this, these are my words that might be a little bit manic, you know, and how, mm-hmm. how to deal with that and nothing but a mother's love. Like my mom tells me that she was like, um, a mother is only as happy as her happy or as her saddest child. Mm-hmm. Meaning like my other kid can have all this t- success, but if my other child is unhappy, that's, that's the max of my happiness. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I feel like a mom can, can, you know, that's that agape love, that real love. Like, I'm going to love you regardless what you do. You know, right. it's non non-conditional. So, you know, him losing his mom, I feel like that's, you know, hugely traumatic in his life. Mm. You know, and men, you know, we're taught, are, are taught sometimes not to be sad, not to be vulnerable, not mm. to show your weakness. And here Kanye is, like, he's trying to figure it out in publicly. So I can't imagine. I think he know. lost his mom in the middle of the glow and dark, glow in the dark tour. I feel like yeah. he did. Yeah, that was a, in the middle of touring, one of mm-hmm. his biggest tours. Right. He got the news that his mother passed away. Right. You know, in L.A. while he was right. on tour. Right. And, and I, he had to continue the tour. Right. And I actually saw this happen to Tyrese. He posted his mom was sick and in the hospital, and he was on set doing something. And in my head, I said, his job came before his family. And Tyrese's mom has since passed. But mm-hmm. in my head, that's why when I went through losing my dad, I was like, thank God I work for myself so I can sit in this hospital and do his work. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, that's a blessing, you know, it's highly stressful being a lawyer and owning everything yourself. But I was like, that's a, it was a blessing because I now see people that weren't able to leave their jobs. Right. All these celebrities have all this money. He probably couldn't leave the tour because he's like, he probably they financially, he's like, financially, they're like, contracted yeah. in, they have yeah. insurance. Yeah. Like, they're no, like, I have cases right now. Clients ain't show up because of COVID. Right. right. You know, that's the world. You still got to drop that back. Right. Yep. So I can just imagine the scrutiny, the pressure he was on. You know, he's living his dream, mm-hmm. you know. So and your world come crashing down. You're living your dream that you wanted to be, like, this person to be part of. And mm-hmm. she was until you right. got to that point. And then your world just crashed. You feel me? Like, so how do you rebuild when everything that you, like, this is everything I wanted. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same because this person's not here with me. Right. So the counter to that argument, because I always have to do, do the counter, People lose, you know, use the, uh, that people lose from every day, B. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? You know, people right. die every, every day, day but, you know, people right. get shot. So, but I mean, and not to, you know, to minimize that, right? Um, but like, 
there are scores of people who lose somebody, you know, close to them. You mm-hmm. talked about losing your father, and right. you didn't go on this manic, you know. But also, you didn't. I, I don't know if your mental health is, but you, you know. But like, there are people who. <laughs> what if you didn't see what we went? Right, yeah. right. If you don't see, right, yeah. right. But I do a very, very good job at disguising stuff, which is a unhealthy. But that's how I am because I, I don't have the time or the energy, mm-hmm. you know, to be out here depressed. I got to use that time and energy to be un, undepressed, mm-hmm. you know. So that's why I feel like. Black people, we go through so much trauma, but we were taught to hide it or we didn't have the coping skills or we didn't know to get a counselor and a therapist, mm-hmm. you know, because when white people die, they have insurance policies in place. Mm-hmm. They're doing, you know, it's generational wealth being passed. We, we just build. started. Yeah, we have to build. We just started learning all this stuff. Yeah. You know, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but, you know, but you, you agree with me, Jay? Like, it's like there are people who lost something and they right. still don't o- operate in a toxicity. I'm 50-50 because as a person who I'm going through grief right now. Okay. So I just lost my grandfather in June mm. and I've been taking care of him longer than I'm taking care of myself. Mm. I mean, so I've been a caretaker with my grandparents since I was, I made the deal, if you would, when I was 16. But yeah. I started with them when I was like 12. You feel me? I right. just turned 30 a couple of weeks ago. Right. So that was my life. So... I mask it real, real good, but there's also times where I'm completely losing it. Yeah, you know I mean, so it's it's a fifty fifty situation. I see like I'll lose it some days, and I'll also get up and bang three or four clients, and you know this right. person's doing this, and this person's doing this, and oh she's on Billboard, she's on HBO, yeah that's today, mm. but tomorrow I'm in a ball. Yeah. You know I mean, and I can't move or I'm spazzing out on people for no reason because I just can't figure out what's going on in my own brain. So I see both sides just for like. I just feel like everybody's, you can't compare struggles right. type situation. You feel me? Like everybody's got to go through their own walk. Everybody grieves differently. So I, I can't tell anybody how to grieve as a person who's realizing, like, I don't know how this works either. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. I lost my grandmother almost 10 years ago, and I didn't realize until this past year, you feel me, like how much trauma I was still holding on to and why I was acting certain ways and doing certain things and to come to realize it's like yo it's because I miss my grandmother and I never had time to process this and I'm not a billionaire you feel me so think about you have this same trauma to process but you still have everything you already want none of that matters though you feel me and then you're in a situation where you're going through a public outcry with you know what I'm saying? Your wife, your kids. There's nothing like somebody trying to keep your kids from you. You feel me like that's a whole nother level of clicked out that you're going to get i have a um like a, the man bought the house right next door i would have done the same life. thing though i'm not right and that's what i'm saying like he's people are saying that's crazy but i'm on the other hand can you understand why somebody would say that's crazy though it's a little stalkerish but those are all, those are my <laughs> a little stalkerish. i my say yes and no though, because though. i have no just to men men think very uniquely than women and i have friends and colleagues now that they were thinking like i'm gonna move closer to baby mama number two so all my kids can go to the same daycare and i can pick them all up in the same time so as you know as a single parent he thought that was a good idea as a woman i was like that's a horrible idea your baby mamas are never gonna agree to it you know what i'm saying so you have to put in context on how people are thinking i would so um i just got done reading uh will smith's book and will smith said when he was going through divorce with his first wife Mm -hmm. um he you read that big old book that quick already it just came out come around I'm a nerd. Okay, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm on chapter one. Fear. <laughs> I got an audio book version. <laughs> See, at least y'all audio, smarter than the kid. The audio book is actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely. Yeah. Anyways, I'm going to finish the book and I'm going to do the audio. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a there's a part in the book, not to give it away, Shane, right. but um, he talks about 
um, con, you know, consoling with Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Quincy's like, you know, you want my advice? You know, like, give her everything. You know, right. give her everything. And he said, hell, y'all going to end up spending holidays with each other, every and, holiday with each other anyway. Right. And to the point where Quincy lives, all his wives right. and his children all live next door to one another. Right. And so, like, goals. You know, so that that's kind of the so I when I saw that initially, when he said, "Oh, I'm gonna go move next door to my wife right. or ex-wife," I was like, in my mind initially, I was like, "Oh, he's pulling a Quincy," mm. because like Quincy, mm-hmm. you know, that's the same thing Quincy did. And I don't know, maybe Quincy got he maybe he got the idea from Quincy. <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know what I mean? Like you know, he calls himself the new modern Quincy Jones, which he's not. But um, but you know, he maybe got that idea. Mm-hmm. The problem with problem is it's not apples to apples though because quincy might have actually had an amicable relationship with his women yeah right whereas you <laughs> is very contentious and for you to say i'm just going to live ne- next door to you like was that agreed upon or was that something that you so that's where the problem is yeah. it's in the communication like i don't know if that's I don't know he if he's don't a proper. know how to communicate, but he said that you feel me. Like he's made it clear. Like, look, I am not the best person in communication. I do stuff off of irrational whatever. Right. But you got to think in his head. He's just like, she keeping my kids from me. How do I make sure that you can't keep my kids from me? If I'm next door, you can't keep my kids from me. Okay, but let's let's just be fair. Again, I'm just being critical of it. Right. Being critical, right? I don't agree with it. Let me put it like that. Okay, that's fair. I don't agree right. with it. But I see where he's coming from. I don't, though. Okay, let me ask you. Has somebody ever tried to keep your kids away from you? No, my wife has not tried to keep my kids (laughs) away from me. So, you'll never understand it. I'll never understand it, but here's where I'm also, I'm at a a place. This thing I'm trying to keep my kids away from me is, feel like it's very brand new manufactured because you decided, not you, I'm pointing, but you decided Mm -hmm. to move to West Bubblefuck you know what I mean? Uh, like, and your kids live in uh, your kids live in Malibu. You know what I mean? But and you decided to live in like in another part of the country but didn't he because build that for the family. But okay, but here's the thing though. Asking, yeah, he 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 made it in his idea, but maybe they don't want to live in West Bubblefuck, right? They probably don't want to live there. They want to. They they like their life over there. So like, you decided to move yourself, and so. This idea now, like, she's keeping me away from your children. Like, right. your lifestyle was never, like, really, quote, unquote. It didn't. It was from, never normal to begin with. It ne- but it never seemed like it was centered around, I'm keeping my family close to me. Because your family didn't live near you for, like, two, three years. Because you decided to build a compound in, what is it, Oklahoma? Where was that? Yeah, Oklahoma, Utah. Wyoming. Wyoming. Wyoming, Wyoming, Wyoming yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, I I think his goal was to build the compound to have his family close together and protected. Because I think Kim, they were living out there for a while or whatever. Were, it was. She was entertaining it, yes. But Kim is not. Kim is oh, not see, living in, and that's a happy medium. Something that they had to figure out. You feel right. me? Here he is. Okay, boom. I bought uh, a piece of land for us in to, Wyoming, and, but it's two hundred something acres for us to own for our right. family. That I'm building all this crazy, wild, innovative right. stuff for our family. But you decide. And this is where this is some husband and wife stuff. Right. You want to stay in LA because it's the lifestyle that you like. But, but Kim's an LA girl. Right. She's like, she is a shot town dude. Right. That's where they got to come as a happy medium. Is right. What's the best for our kids. But she's not only Kim is an LA girl, California girl, but she's also raised her kids. As L- so you're telling your kids, not because of military deployment, but like, hey, I decided 
we're moving to another part of the world, another literally breaking your world and putting you in another environment away from your friends, away you from to, away from the, what you've got, grown accustomed to. That we can fly your friends over here and you but own this. But it's not the same, though. But you, you, you know, kids. Remember, he's, he's trying to protect his kids from TikTok. society, <laughs> TikTok. So, like... This is a safety and trying to have his kids grow up normal. Like you also have a mother that has two sex tapes. That is it two or one? Um, it was one until two? another one oh. surfaced that Kanye that paid Kanye got that back. Kanye bought back mm. to protect his family. Like people mm. don't realize the stuff he's done to protect her. Like it was a clip I was showing Jay before this. I was like, Kanye paid Kim a million dollars so she wouldn't promote another shoe company. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like this man, like. Taking a lot of uh, advances. I wouldn't. That's a million dollars just for her not to take a post. You feel me? Right. Like, mm-hmm. and oh, so bet. don't post this because that's gonna overshadow my brand. I'm gonna pay you double. Don't worry. And this about is that. a woman remind you that has gotten attacked overseas that clearly can't you know yeah. secure her own self. Yeah. Um, that's gotten her own property you know robbed. You know, so again, um, you're dealing with a whole different family dynamic, and it's just Kanye. It's the Kardashians versus Kanye. Mm-hmm. You know, but if there's toxicity in how it's approached, because I I don't yes. I don't agree. We go back to the communication, right? right? I don't. It's very abusive to me. Yeah, it's it's, and that's where it it bothers me, right? Because I think when any two narcissists get married, it creates a uh, more toxic relationship, and that's me coming out with labels and boxing people. But <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Kanye, it's Kim I mean, Kardashian and Kanye West. Kanye is wilding right now. Like <laughs> I am a Kanye. Stan and I can say Kanye's wilding right now from all the retweets to the skeet going on and right. you know what I'm saying? Like he's just he's wild. It's like he's poking a bear, but he's right. doing it because he feels like he's being poked at. Now do right. I agree with it? No, bro. Yeah, at once was- at some point you have to realize like that's the mother of your kids. Your right. kids is probably watching all this wilding out shit right. too. And it comes off as you disrespecting the mom. But it comes right. off as it, it comes off as abusive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, you're wilding right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to pick sides, but they know what they signed up for. You Each know, other? Kanye, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kanye was just overseas, like, tricking with this girl, Julia, yeah. her lookalike, and then Valentine's comes around, and he, you know, Julia back at Julia was Kim. in it for a bag, and right. she said that. So right. we all knew what that was, bro. But, okay, so let's, even on that whole thing, right, like, while Kim over here dating Beetlejuice, come on, come but, on. But no, but listen, let's just keep it. Let's keep it a buck, though. Let's <laughs> keep it. A, let's keep it. A, let's keep it a buck. Let's keep Skeetlejuice. <laughs> Skeetlejuice. <laughs> but let's let's keep it a buck. All right. So I've, had, one, cra- I, I've I, had crazy exes, so I get it. You until you date a narcissist, you will never understand. My wife would. My wife would agree. <laughs> she would agree. So put all the tea on the table. Today. Yeah. So, but but here's, here's, here's let's keep just keeping a buck, right? So on one end, you're talking about I want to keep my family. I want to keep my family together. Mm-hmm. But your movements not look like you want to keep my family together. You you out here dating this other woman openly. You know what I mean? Like and then you know hanging out with future. Like yo, like you doing all these things. You're, you're moving. Your movements ain't talking about. I'm trying right. to keep my family. You your trying to play chess with Kim? No, your movements are coming off like manipulative. Yeah, they to are. each other, to They're each right. other. You feel me? Like okay, you got skeet, and you kiss this man on SNL. I'm gonna give me a whole other girl now. Right. Yeah, but that's but that's not but that's not health. That's toxic. Hel- yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's not healthy. He's yeah. toxic as shit. It's very toxic. Yeah. yeah, you got toxic versus toxic. Toxic square. You feel me? Like it's it's nothing yeah. going to be. But I think they're doing that shit tick for tack at each other. 
So I don't I'm not on either person's side. I feel like both of them, like they say, they both know what you signed up for. Bro, you signed right. up with a Kardashian. You knew damn well what you was getting with. Right. And Kim, you signed up with a a pure black man. You just didn't know that he was gonna get this right. ghetto one, you for real, for real. And it happened. So now y'all and both her looking third at black husband. Let's be honest. But yeah, it's like he's a fourth the, divorce. He's the yeah, most third black out of all of them, yes. bro. Humphrey's Wait, okay. He don't count. That's my cousin. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, but he is That's not, your cousin? Is yes. he that ghetto? Uh, Who's so, ghetto? Humphreys or, or Kanye? He is not. And that's like, disclaimer. I was, <laughs> for a little while, I might have been related to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Fun fact. Fun fact. Oh, Kim wasn't prepared for the turn up, bro. Right. Yeah. Like, she wasn't. But to that defense, there's a reason Kim didn't, wasn't even with Chris long. Because Chris is a very up and down, white, mixed, black Yeah. You know, guy from Michigan, and that's why that didn't last. He wasn't there for the Hollywood and cameras. Like, yeah. you know, he played NBA basketball to support his real estate development companies. Let me tell it. Mm-hmm. You know, so he wasn't with all this cameras and stuff. Kim right. is, which is why I feel like this whole separation it's might be, be PR. A show. Yeah, <laughs> for the cam- for the for the cameras. That, and they just signed a deal with, with Disney. Disney. Yeah, right. Yeah, it helps. It helps the brand. I mean. Star you know, about Chris, to be the next. I mean, um, North North Star. North, Star North about to be North the West. next Raven. Northwest yeah, about to yeah. be the next Raven Simone. Yeah. If they smart. Somebody posted today, and I don't agree with it, but it's quite funny. They say Chris Jenner had five daughters who ain't have no talent and made them all millionaires. Right. She's yeah. one very smart Jenner Communications. If you are listening, please <laughs> contact. No, um, but <sighs> toxic, toxic, and I mean. It's their relationship, and it's yeah. it's for our public consumption while we're here talking about it. Kanye just needs like a spiritual weekend with like Erica Badu or something. That may not Way be Erica. Erica be toxic too, though. Yeah, Erica's, Erica's <laughs> very toxic. That may not be the, that may not be what he needs. That may that may turn put him over the edge. Right. But you know, I do think though, like I, what troubles me is the gaslighting he does with the black community with the, in regards to this because. You know, and one end, you know, he's like not, I just for black and better, we're not really fucking with black community like like that for several years when he was dealing, dating right. like Kardashians, and then all of a sudden now, you know, Kardashians are not rocking with him. It's like you know they trying to they trying to diminish a black man, and it's like it's all this black 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 like it's like it's like where was all this energy three years ago? You know what I mean? Like your energy was your okay, energy's just, real different. He been calling Chris. He been saying Chris wasn't rocking with him though, dog. He been saying Chris was trying to put him in a mental institution and all this shit. Like he been saying it. I just think he's a little more vocal and you know what I'm saying, almost anal type shit with it now. But, but he's, he's been making hints. Yeah, like, but he's but he's using code things such as when he, when I say he's gaslighting, he's using these things that are um, clearly emotional connectors with us. Like oh, you know um, how. The black community feels about the Kardashians. Like, mm-hmm. there it, is no love loss, right? So he knows that automatically, like, he knows that people are not going to be rocking with them. And so he got, he, he tries I to get them on our, he tries to get us on his side because right. he knows it's really not about him. Just, we just don't like how they've always exploited. And so he takes on these touchstone things mm-hmm. because he's like, oh, they're exploiting me. He uses these keywords very Trump like. Well, because I know. think he also knows he's in the Kardashian machine and how much influence they have on the media and how they can dictate his story, which is why he's taking to his own platform to say like, I'm not going to give you guys let you have the complete narrative on how this is, you know, and that's what the issue is. Kanye's not playing the, the Jenner Kardashian tune and doing his own thing, which that's control it and manipulative. Like they're both taking digs. Like when Kanye was like, Oh, that's your third husband. She's like, Oh, that's your third lawyer. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like they both slinging mud, you know? 
Yeah, but the black community not going. Listen, y'all remember what Kanye said in that verse? And when he get on, he leave your ass for a white girl. He told yeah. us. He told us. That's yeah. He, yeah. So that's why half the black women sitting here like, mm. Mm, like yeah. I don't feel sorry for him. You got what yeah. you signed up for, and I don't feel sorry for Kim. You got what you signed up for. Yeah, yeah I knew what y'all was Pass getting the into. popcorn. Now yeah. please take me out the group chat. Dude. Yeah, like I <laughs> please let me. The, please take me out the group chat. Like I, group chat I, I don't know. I didn't drop the album, bro. I didn't sign up for all these notifications. You know, yeah, see, and I got post notifications for him on from when he wasn't on social media. So right. now this joint's like, and yeah, I'm still checking everyone. <laughs> so it could be like he's in album mode, right? Because he's in Don for Donda Two and all that, and that's yeah. kind of what I think. It's always he's always like with always the shenanigans when right he's like he about to drop something. When right. he's going to drop something, he drops and, in four days. So right, and then like things will silent will chill out. Like, but to me, there's no. There's no way in hell he thinks this is actually going to garner attention for his to, for him to get um, Kim back. Like you can't think like I'm pulling up with he broke up with the so- he broke up with the girl. They or they they he broke sent up a truck. They, a truck they of broke roses. Up, air quotes. They broke up. All right, right. So all this he is sent roses that he probably had planned since January. Right. Like, but it's not. That's not. You're a woman. I'm dropping two, two, listen, two in did, Miami. Did, listen, listen. Kim gonna be there behind stage. She, she always came out is. In Atlanta. Maybe, maybe. But here's the thing. She's definitely there in Atlanta. Here's the thing. Where else she gonna? Where do you go after Kanye? Really? Skeet. Skeet. Skeetle juice. Really. Listen, I already. You know. Listen. He, he's. You know. He's clearly got something going because he's got cocaine. <laughs> he's got cocaine. Drugs. I mean. I don't know. You know. Listen. He's a good distraction. He's a but he's a rebound. Yeah, he's a rebound. But but what I'm saying is, it you you have you had some crazy exes, right? Yes. Have you had some crazy exes? Unfortunately, Jay might be the crazy ex. Okay, you might be the crazy. No, she's not. Okay, all right. I won't put that on you. I won't put the. I won't put that on you, Ricky Bobby. (laughs) Okay, so I'm not going to put that on you, but. Let's just say that's how I stayed in a toxic relationship so long. I didn't, but. But I'm just saying, does anybody that's gonna be like some a woman's gonna look at that like, yeah, you know what? I'm gonna get back with him because he really loves me. Like, yes, it happened to me for at least seven years. A woman's gonna be like, you know, he really loves me because he's he's stalking me. Yeah, bruh. Yes, that's exactly. Yes, I, I, I was opposite. Shannon, please listen. Shannon, <laughs> okay. Jay, Jay had way more sense than me, but that's part of. Again, I don't think until you dated someone that's potentially a narcissist or you know manipulative mm. you understand the levels of crazy crazy yeah okay. they will buy your love and it sounds convincing and it feels convincing and it feels real until you you hit that switch and you say love don't cause a thing right <laughs> so it is very unhealthy i mean to the real stuff i'm you know it's unfortunate that their kids see this and that there's kids involved but you know the real life reality is there's you know they're kids of superstars you know? But here's the gaslighting, another part of it. Like, the whole thing with the Northwest and, and the TikTok thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're a lawyer. <laughs> you know that that is not the proper way to talk about child custody and child management. And you I know, definitely par- wrote in the comments, you should consult your lawyer before putting And he knows that. Media. He's a person who's, quote, unquote, I'm, I'm worth $7.7 billion. You have access to all the lawyers, all the legal team that you He's need. He's gone through three. Okay, one, I do feel like Kanye might be bipolar and manic. He's manic? not might. He is, okay. period. Okay. And he well, doesn't take his meds, and right. he stated that. I have clients like this and potential family members, so managing these people, like, it is draining. 
Mm-hmm. Like drain. There's a not enough money in the world. That's why one of my friends jokingly tagged me. She's like, Kanye needs a black female. Like there's not enough money in the world to make me want to have him as a client. Cause it, it, it is a lot of hands on stuff. And then they don't listen. Like what well, you're seeing. Quit, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I, 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 I have dealt with, you know, clients that can be manic and it's a lot like they're, they may be calling you. It's great cause you can bill them, right? but they're calling you incessantly and they're asking you for unrealistic, Listics. you know, Things, things right. and expectations. Because that's and how I like, felt looking at Kanye. I was like, you were just asking not for Kim not to have them on TikTok, and then you put them on your Instagram live at the Super Bowl. So, right. like, you know, I think I think he really thinks this is the right thing. Just even the Trump thing, even though I like wrote him off for that. We're gonna like, get. To th- we're gonna get to that. I was like, right. I think he really thinks certain things are a good idea. Like, I can bridge the gap by doing this. But do you agree <laughs> with that? The fact that. And this is my opinion that he, him doing these things, mm. I feel like it's, it's manufactured. It's not real because there's no way you can think to yourself. I don't know. Maybe you just answered it, but I, there's no way you can literally think to yourself that creating a parenting agreement with Instagram post, like you can't think like posting like <laughs> comments um, from, you know, conversations between you and your ex mm-hmm. are going to be you know, appropriate and it's going to help you get what you want as that's far when as the mania kicks in. Right. And that's con- when you have to realize that somebody is manic and you have to realize like, Oh, he's not right right now. You feel me? Like, this is why it's important. Like you got to have the right people around you. I think he had, he's getting better people around because whoever grabbed his phone and did that PR post, although it's gone right now, but right. also I'm like, look, my communications off. I got to stop posting this stuff. I'm stop wilding right caps. now. You feel me? I got to get whoever yeah. got him on that part, whether that was him or not. You feel or me? maybe so, he just took his meds that day. You see what I'm right. saying? Cause yeah. then the next day he came back and wrote all in caps again. It, it was right afterwards. It was like <laughs> not in caps. And then the next post was like back with the caps for the cap right. was type thing. Yeah. You feel me? So it's like, it, it's also him being ticked off by stuff. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like when you deal with people who are bipolar or who are manic or just who have, Mental health issues overall. The smallest thing mm-hmm. can set folks off. They can be perfectly fine. And somebody like spills water on the table. It's like, I bought this goddamn yeah, table. Yeah, Do right. you know that? Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. bruh. It's you never the- know what triggers them. Right. So certain shit, could he could have been, you know what? I'm peaceful. I'm good. And then it could have been something that he just got posted. You know what? This motherfucker, she's a capper hat. Da, 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 yeah, and yeah. it couldn't even be. It, it might not even be Kim. It could have been something that came out on TMZ. But it just triggered him because... Somebody's trying me right now. Mm-hmm. Somebody's playing me. Like they have that mm-hmm. inferior mindset. Yes. You feel me? So, but uh, I agree. But that it also is. runs counter to like, in one end, you're like to your point, Shannon. You said he's telling I don't want my daughter on on social media, but he's communicating his parental requirements on social media. Right. Like that's not you know the math ain't mathing. You know what I mean? Like it don't. But and that was gonna be my quote. Kanye is Kanye, or Kanye is Yang. Like. That's what he does. I mean, and that's why I feel like on one hand, you can't you can't plan for someone's response when they have mental health issues. But do you honestly think those... A normal response do, is not normal. Do you think... Their you, guardrails aren't the same guardrails. Do you think he's also encouraged by his fanatics? Because honestly... Yeah, I think social, I think when you have mental illness, social media can already be a very toxic place. Hey, he don't give a damn. I yeah, think that's one just place I, Yeah, I yeah will, but... Think about it. He's his fans. Like he's still. We call him these people that are right. They're they're, they're fanatic about him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you're not one of these Jay, but like no, she people, is. She bought the album already. How'd you buy the album already? 
Oh, you talking about on that website that he promoted? Yeah, the STEM player that he made a million dollars off in twenty four hours. I just, yeah. I don't see. No, yeah. I, I just can't do it. I'm not spending two hundred dollars for music like that. I think okay, so I haven't bought it yet, Shannon. Oh, I think, but it's 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 the the pioneer and that's coming behind it that I'm with. You feel me? Like he we can talk about that. Like, okay, let me just finish this point. And I want to get into that the pioneering of that, but the thought process that his fans. Our point putting Ember on this fire mm-hmm. is probably one of the also most biggest turnoffs, right? Because his fans don't, there's nobody. The house is on fire. Did you see the album cover for Donda 2? It's yeah. a house on fire. That's yeah. This is all this is about. I really, if it's not PR, it's great intrinsic marketing. I don't, I mean, we will see the level of Kanye genius on the 22nd. I mean, you know, I think the problem, I, I did a pot on this, but the problem with Donda was that it was overstuffed. I loved it. I'm, <laughs> I, I still like the old Kanye. I liked Donda, but I thought it was, he he didn't have enough. Okay, I know we're not getting into the whole Donda thing because I already did a pot on this, but just my problem <laughs> with it is that he wanted to be, he wants to be too current. Mm-hmm. Like he had too many, like the current artists on there and it took away from the, substance on the album like it had way too many features and it was almost like he didn't really know himself and i felt like if he would have stripped it down and stayed in the pocket and cut down the tracks it could have been something great but he overstuffed it with all these features and everybody like it was just way too much i feel like it was tactical though Cause he left a lot of people he left a lot of people off but but i feel like he you gotta think strategically who he picked one, you have an album with all these rap dudes with no cursing. You feel me? Uh, yes, yes. Strategic. Mm-hmm. This was the one of the weekend's first songs that he came back out for how long? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Strategic. You put Lil Baby in a weekend on the same song. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to go get one of the hardest rappers that's out here from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. One of the you know Most top collective. pop artists from Canada. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put them on a gospel album. But that's also going to have Fabio Foreign, who is one of the pioneers of drill underneath Pop Smoke, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have um, Jay-Z, which brought back, people always thought we was beefing. I'm going to put him right. on it too. Right. Then I'm going to put the baby because he's problematic right now. His whole album was a PR. Kanye Yeah, but that's the problem though. Like, the, the, the album, but that takes away from the substance. If your album is like, it's all about the... You know, Maybe the he's external. not selling music now, and he's just selling controversy. That's a problem, he, though. I think he's he's well, selling why? more. Why? That's a, that's being an artist and being creative. I think it's controversy, he, but showing that like I can still make these controversial album or these controversial people artists. can still make music that's going to motivate right. you. you Look, he p- first person Donna Sports. He picks up Antonio Brown, which is ridiculous. No, he's come the president. Now. He's that these. Misery loves company or mental health attracts mental health. What's going <laughs> crazy on. like crazy, right? But who can better understand a B than a Kanye? And who? Yeah, but that doesn't make him president of your freaking sports thing. Like, I mean, they just—they about to have some of the best training in house. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna pop off with a Donda in a like a Donda football team. He already right. got basketball, basketball now. Watch, promise you, within the next six months, it's gonna I, be a football team. I, I just—I'm sorry, led by I can't cap for him. I can't. I'm not. Come I'm on, not. We uh, just had Eminem kneeling at that, Super Bowl. You know how I felt. I felt that was all performative. Put I don't know. Really put the kit they had on that man, bro. I'm Would it make you better if you know Jay Z's company produced the Super Bowl? Of course, I did a whole podcast on this. Okay, that doesn't really move. That doesn't move the needle for me. 
So like, Dang, <laughs> tough crowd here. Tough. Crowd. Yeah. So I mean, I the thing the thing I just I don't I'm not gonna be the one to to co-sign his foolishness because there's genius in it. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, but how I can't, do you, my, how do you manage or micromanage or whatever the word is, someone with mental health and how do you manage Kanye? I don't know how you manage. You can't. I don't know how you manage that. Um, all right. So you talked about pioneering. The whole, the, is it st- steam? Stem, stem, stem player. Stem player. Yeah. I'm not paying $200 <laughs> to listen to an album. I do understand the concept, like he he mentioned, how um, all the DSPs are ripping off all the songwriters and all the artists right now. You feel me? Yeah. So why would I? I'm with him, and that's why everybody's pulling in music. You got think back when Master P. Okay, Master P said I sold a million albums. Mm-hmm. He said I sold a million albums out the trunk. That's at 19.99 a piece. Mm-hmm. Feel me? Yeah. That's almost 19, 20 million dollars. Right. No right streaming. Now, if you do a million streams, yeah. how many fractions of a penny are you going to get? Yeah, I, I did the breakdown one day. People yeah. not getting paid. So yeah. this man said, one, I have the platform to be able to do it. I have the platform to say, I don't need y'all platforms because the whole thing in the music industry is y'all need us. That's always been a story, especially with black music, especially with culture, black expo- exploitation. You feel me? Y'all need us. So he decided, you know what? We don't need y'all. I'm going to build everything on my own. Right. For me, that's why I build Donda Sports. That's why I have Donda Music. That's why I have good music. I got a studio, blah, blah, blah. Right. I'm going to get to the point where I don't even need y'all streaming services. I'm going to make my own device in which you're going to be able to get my music directly to it. Almost and when you're like, really thinking, it's like he's almost making his own version of the iPod. You feel me? But now you got to think, everybody's like, oh, it's just going to be his music. It's just going to be his music. How many other people you think they going to drop right. on these stem players? You feel me? He made a million dollars in 24 hours, and he didn't lie about it. He put a screenshot up on it today and was super transparent about it because you got to think, that's almost like buying an NFT, except it's 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 something that is tangible. tangible. And Kamara, you have on a pair of Nikes that cost how much? I don't know. Okay. How, how much I, are people paying for these pictures of these eight? But I, but I love, I okay, here's the thing. Because someone made the same argument to me today. Like, oh, you spend all these money on shoes mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. Albums and shoes are they're in a two different scope. Because I love, I can wear shoes. But I what's going to come with this them play? You feel me? That's what people are missing. That's what, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't mind, I don't mind getting, investing in platforms. I don't mind right. that. I don't, like, I, I still have title. Okay. You know what I mean? I don't mind that. But, and it's along with Apple. But the problem is, is like, I'm not going to. Paid is two hundred dollars, unless I see what else comes in. Not just for the Donda Two app. Like I need right. to see what comes along on that particular platform before I say I'm going to pour. Case in point, Peacock, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I I pay for Peacock mm-hmm. because I wanted to watch that new Bel Air series. Okay, I wasn't Peacock been out for how long? You know what I mean? Like a year or so. I didn't just jump on a Peacock because you know they had the old shows. You know what I mean? Like no, it was like oh I see. That's something that I can buy into along with other things like, you know, I, I want to watch the old Office episodes or whatever. Right. I can now put money. Murder I can spend, wrote. you know, <laughs> murder she wrote. Like, I can, like, buy into something because I see the value right. in it. You know what I mean? But, like, just for the sheer fact that Kanye telling me to jump into a new platform, a D, new DSP, because he's saying I should do it. Like, I'm not spending $200 for that. Not yeah. right now. You know why I know people are? How I'm much money they aren't? I'm not how, saying they are. No, 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 no. This how this is why people gonna do it. How much did we miss out on Bitcoin? Right. Invest in it now, bro. Right. See what happened. So boom, 
do the same thing. People are afraid of FOMO already. You feel me? Right. So my whole thing is like, I know Kanye, but it ain't gonna be just the album. It's gonna be something else. It ha- it's just how he is. People who bought the first one thought it was only gonna be the first album, just on some so you can mess with the stems. And now I got it already, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be one of the only people who have the Donna Two album because I invested in this already. You feel me? What else is gonna come with it? Everybody who got a stem player, you're going to this concert, or you're getting this percentage of this company, or you get that's what they they're moving already into. So again, it's almost the same aspect of as an NFT. He's rewarding he his just loyalty. Don't like it. Yeah. yeah. So he's rewarding his actual fans for right. the people who actually invest in mm-hmm. me. I'm gonna give you. An exclusive piece of my art that nobody else can have. That's the same thing as an NFT. His whole thing is he's he's like, why am I building in a in a metal world when I need to be building stuff here? Mm-hmm. So he just flipped the narrative. Cool. If you spending seven thousand dollars on a picture of an ape because it might get you an opportunity to go to space, mm-hmm. it's the same type of investment. I'm going to invest in this two hundred dollar piece of technology through this new you know what I'm saying platform that's about to come up because I might be able to. Be one of the first people who I might be able to put my music out through it. You feel me? Like you gotta think what's gonna come with it. It's not just gonna be his music. I don't. Okay, I agree. But as a consumer, I'm the one of the consumers. Like I have to see it before I just start throwing money into it. Right. Like I'm, I'm not. I'm not one, and that's probably a downfall for me. But I need to see. Let me see it. No, you're just a smart investor. There are people who are smart and wait to make everything work, and there are people who just risk it and roll the dice. And sometimes we make billions, and sometimes we're crying mm. 15 minutes later. It's just a different type of, you know what I'm saying? You're never saying you're not getting You're just like, I need to see what everything come with it first. Right. Yeah. I'm going to play this, actually, uh, this, this clip. I just pulled it. So when y'all see me doing certain things that y'all wouldn't expect us to do, and y'all would want me to step back and be a house nigga, that's not my position. Mm-hmm. My position is to make what y'all might think are mistakes in public so I can show you that that ain't no red line. That ain't no real wall. That's just a smoke screen. And it's for us to take this. We own labels we don't own. Play for basketball teams we don't own. The time is now. I got offered $100 million by Larry Jackson to put Donda on Apple, but I ain't never got a meeting with Tim Cook. So it ain't about the money. It's about our power and our respect collectively. So I'll be saying stuff that people try to remind me in Black History Month that people got killed for. But this is Black Future Month. Yeah. So, all right. Um, that just goes into what you guys were talking about. Right. Do y'all want to take a shot at the whole slavery and the whole Trump thing? Because that was a problem. No, this is just one of them times where you got to be like Kanye was tripping again. Kanye you know? was Kanye, but isn't that isn't that a really wasn't his tripping also gave, was dangerous though? It was, but we 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 judged Kanye, but we didn't judge um, Steve Harvey. He met with him. Somebody else. Uh, uh, Steve Harvey also wasn't talking about. We been gave up on Uncle Steve. <laughs> but I think in Kanye's head, he thought he was doing the right thing, and or Kanye. Was also positioning himself to be VP or run from himself. There's Kanye a lot of went things. in there and looked that man in his eye, in his office with all the press around to say, "What you gonna do about you know all these people being arrested though?" He also called it Trump like you know more important than my daddy. So that's also 
I think he might have been clicked out that day. This is what I think, and a lot of people gonna think I'm tripping. I think he was motivated by Kim Ash to go to the White House. You gotta think she was a lawyer, wasn't she? Also trying to get a whole bunch of people like exonerated and out of jail. Was not, she's not a lawyer. Let's keep that. Okay, okay. She was. She was. She studying. was doing her advocacy, but she was also one of the first people to criticize him for taking that meeting too. So I do think to your point, Jay, he was doing a little competitive. Which is also let me help, let me advocate. So I will agree with you on which that. Which is also hypocritical because she was taking met- meetings with Jared Kushner for his mm. things. So, so that's not. So I feel I mean, like it know. was both. It like okay, right. it was a day that it was a day that he probably wasn't on his meds, right? And I feel like he had an ulterior motive to be in a position to look this man in his face while everybody's around, and you know. Trump's all like, yeah, this is my guy. Ha, right. ha, ha. Yeah, cool, I'm your guy. So what you going to do about this? Because right. this is what I need fixed in my community. And then what you going to do about this? Mad people started getting pardoned, yo. Right. Mad people started getting pardoned. I'm still trying to figure out how the hell Kodak Black got pardoned by Donald Trump. You feel me? But right. his lawyer. This is what, you feel me? But I feel like all that started because him and it's Kanye all, started rapping right. at the White House. For and real, this for is real. a whole different type of circle and level of money we're talking about, too. We don't know what. Kanye was influenced from Trump's administration too, and what he was sold on too. I still, I think, I feel like we have to be more critical though than just like he's he was advocating because we we definitely oh, he because de- listen because he said some wild because wrong shit. yeah that slavery was a choice thing was was that was wild yo that was mad wild it was that disgusting. was wrong that was wild, it was disgusting yo. right and I understand why black people traveled him off for that yeah yeah like because he like, deserved it. Right, he was wrong in that instance. Bro, you wrong. You straight right. up, you was wrong for that. Come on, bro. Even if that's how you felt, that's something you take to the grave. And that has to show you the level of mental illness he has to be suffering from, or ignorance. One of the two. I mean, he's misunderstood on a lot of stuff, but on that one, I promise you, I tried to figure it out so many times. <laughs> Every time I circled around, it was like that's just something I would have never said right. out loud. Type thing. It's just. It's and if I was judged by all the wrong stuff I said in life, I probably wouldn't be here either. That's fair. You know, he he lives in the in the court of public opinion. So he was dead wrong for saying that. So, all right, I'm going to give you all to close. I want to give you guys, you know, um, final thoughts on starting with you, Jay, like on Kanye and like, and how we looked at the, you know, the complexity of his culture of how, what do you mean to black culture? Um, I'm always going to love Kanye. Um, he's Mm. just a, you know, he's misunderstood. He's wrong as shit sometimes. Mm. He, you know, he's human. That's what I put it at, at the end of the day. Not only is he a human, but he's a human living his life under the scope of everybody else. And that's just something that I don't know how to do. You feel me? Like, there's no way in hell that I can grieve in public. There's no way in hell I can go through a divorce in public. I couldn't be broke. I couldn't be rich. So there's just certain stuff that I couldn't, I really can't give an opinion on because I've never walked in that life. And I couldn't mm. even fathom how how to for me i think there's a lot of things that again we see a lot of wrong that he does but there's a lot of good that he does that's just uh, the balance that makes him human you feel me i do feel like he's at a point where i just hope that he he's happy one day you feel me like i hope that one day him and kim can find something amicable so him and his children are happy because until he's happy with his kids he's going to keep wilding you feel me so I just hope that he finds the peace that he needs one day. But I'm gonna always I'm gonna stick beside him, as they say. You feel me? Like, I'm, 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 I'm gonna stick, stick beside, beside him. him. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Um, you know, same sentiments. I wish the best for him. Hate to see a family going through this, but I also think we're dealing with one of the greatest creative geniuses of our lifetime. So I'm curious to see how this plays out. You know, I don't want to judge the man on the chapter we're looking at. I want to see how the rest of his novel and his life unwinds and see what happens post two two two. Okay, so where I'm at with it is that I don't, 
I don't want to be in a space to where I co-sign things because I acknowledge the great things he's done. Right. I think that's, I don't think it's uh, it's fair to him and to other people that he may have hurt along the way. Mm-hmm. And I think we get into a dangerous space to where we allow, just because the talent of somebody, to overshadow the bullshit they do. For sure. You know, and that's something we, society often does that mm-hmm. because we generate our level of empathy based on what we feel like their talent garners from us. If somebody's not going to give us something, whether it's talent or, or services, then we like, we kind of cast them off, but if we feel right. like we can gain something from it, whether it's just from their creation mm-hmm. or just from the level of uh, um, their service they can provide for us, whether physical, emotional, spiritual, right. then we'd be like, you know what? We kind of give them a grace. Right. And I feel like we do that a lot. And that's the thing that I have a problem with. And that's the thing that I can't reconcile all the time. Am I a fan of his? Yes. Am I, do I love what he does? Absolutely. But I also don't love what he, how he uses our love for him to be abusive in that relationship. And that's my problem. So am I in this closing? I say, I I always like to say, and like a love letter to black culture. So dear black culture, uh, we talk about a lot of things. We talked a lot of things about like love and, it's important, right, to acknowledge honesty in that love. Um, but we do a disservice to love when we only highlight the beautiful and not the ugly. Because that's not a successful relationship. That's real. And so goes our relationship to Kanye. It's only fair if we try to be truthful for what he is and what he was and what we expect. Our criticism doesn't mean we do, there's not love there. To the contrary, it simply means that love is so powerful that we render an opinion of what we want to do and how we want it to be better. Love and hate are literally opposite sides of the same coin. But it's apathy that is the death knell for any relationship. If Kanye is not careful, he will find black people not falling in love or in hate, but just not caring mm-hmm. and apathy. And that's where he might be. And that's a very dangerous thing. But for right now, he's part of our family. And just like family, we chastise him, we praise him, and we try to handle it within. So it's because of that, I feel like the best outro I can, th- I can think of with him is this song. Thank you all for listening to Uncultured Bias, and until next time. How you son? He made the team this year? They say he wasn't tall enough. This is family business, and this is for the family that can't be with us. And this is for my cousin locked down, all the answers in us. This is why I spit it in my song, so sweet like a photo where your granny's pitching out that you're gone and hit us. Super hard on Thanksgiving and Christmas, this can't be right. Yeah, Yo, you heard the track I did, man, this can't be life. Somebody please say grace so I can save face and have a reason to cover my face. I even made you a play, soul food, know how granny do it. Monkey bread on the side, know how the family do it. When I brought her, why the car had to look all through it? As kids, we used to laugh, who knew that life would move this fast? Who knew I'd have to look at you through a glass? And look, you tell me you ain't did it, then you ain't did it. And if you did, then that's family business.
Everybody's